0: I sound lonely today. I'm so lonely. Um, Stevie is out of the office for today. Uh, She has a dentist appointment. That is my father that just messaged. Uh, She has a dentist appointment today. So it'll just be me with our lovely guest that I am super, super excited to chat with. Um, It's giving all of the Halloween vibes. And you guys just know that I love Halloween and everything scary and I tried to book uh multiple dark romance authors for this month so we could get into the nitty-gritty and the spooky and all that good jazz um a few things I'm trying to think let me just like check my kindle to see if I've read anything new recently as of recent um I read Haunting Adeline and I don't know if I uh told you guys that yet it's such a good book it was all over my TikTok feed and I was like well gotta do it now Um, the scouts anthology was really, really great. So I 10 out of 10 recommend that and cruel by Trisha Wolf was also amazing, but those are the only things that I've recently read. Um, and honestly, there's really nothing else to, uh, tell you guys about. It's just kind of, I feel so lonely. I have nothing to go off of when Stevie talks, you know, so I'm going to go ahead and read the bio for the lovely author that we're going to be having today. And then we're going to get right on into it. Leslie began writing in college, creating short stories for friends, family, or whoever wanted to read her paranormal romance stories. They're her favorite genre, and you'll never read anything without a supernatural spin. Leslie is also the host of Because I Want to Know podcast, where she chats with guests who have unique occupations or life experiences, like a mortician, a near-death experiencer, paranormal investigators, even a woman who escaped from a religious cult. You can find her on Apple, Spotify, or whatever you listen to podcasts. podcast. Leslie lives in Texas with her husband, son and daughter and two very silly pugs so I cannot even express how excited I am to go chat with Miss Leslie fear. Thank you so much for joining us on the bookshelf boyfriends podcast Leslie fear welcome welcome. It's so good to be here. Thanks for having me on your show. Oh, absolutely. Listen, it is honestly, okay, first of all, had I had met you prior to you at like messaging me and through Jay Sterling, I would have already invited you on the podcast, but it's a double bonus that I am paying you back for interviewing me (laughs) on
1: your podcast. You were so much fun and uh and you were so unexpected because the fact that you're such a good writer and also you can do the horoscope stuff and also just to have the abilities you have, girl, that's uh, my jam. You stop, know that.
0: Stop making me, stop making me feel better about myself. I'm actually not that good. Um,
1: I literally, so cool. all the
0: time, I tell people all the time about the podcast, your podcast. And I'm like, this podcast is oh, so cool. She interviews some of the most inter- like interesting people ever minus me like i don't know why i'm on the show
1: i was no. like no my was a my wild listeners loved you but no in fact i know uh several of i say several i think two or three i guess there's several of my listeners either looked at your books and decided to download them or are going to give them away for christmas gifts.
0: oh my god i love that cries in the club yeah
1: cries in the club
0: but yeah, yeah so you're the first person that we've interviewed that is both author and podcaster um and yes. It's, it's exciting. We've never had like another podcaster on here. So like, you know, the flow and we're super excited. Uh, I do. I say we like Stevie is here. I'm super <laughs> excited to get into that a little bit more. So we're going to jump right on in and we're going to start with some, mm-hmm. not only are you a podcaster, but you're also a paranormal uh, romance author, which is just yeah. like up my jam all the way. And so we're going to talk about your grave met, your Graveyard Watchmen series, which I have just recently read. And when I tell y'all, it is like the perfect spooktober read ever. So good. <laughs> Thank you. And they read so easily that you don't even realize that you're finished with the third book. And then you get to the end and you're
1: like, well, shit, now what am I going to do? Oh, well, I tell you, I, yeah, I I don't write really long books, you know that um, I, I just 55 to 60,000 is about my limit on each book and that's just mm-hmm. the way it is for me and yeah and I, I don't I purposely try to make my stories as uncomplicated as possible yet still try to put some twists and turns, and still try to keep it as interesting as I can, because you got to keep the reader going, you know? Oh,
0: absolutely, and I think it's just a testament to the skill that you have, like, girl, when I started reading this, I was like, damn, Leslie, I was like, pop off, because <laughs> when I say read easy, I feel like it's not, like, it doesn't feel like it's 55,000 words, I feel like I'm reading 100,000 words, I, the plot oh. is so detailed, but everything, like, comes across and reads, so well that it's like oh my god I am like fully submerged into this this is amazing um Aww. so this series follows Katie who's been through a lot in the past few years poor darling I loved watching her grow throughout these books and she happens to be right. a bit obsessed with this graveyard and I'm like, okay girl everybody has a kink me too I feel you. <laughs> And she kind of encounters Dominic, who happens to give her, like, truth of her lineage and, uh, you know, is a guardian angel. And I was like, bro, did not see that coming. Did not see that coming. Um, yeah. So, like, yeah. where did you get the idea from this story? Like, where did it come from?
1: Well, as you know, you and I have something, another thing in common. Stephen King oh. is our favorite writer of all time. And My baby I daddy. think he's yours, too. Yes. Oh my gosh. And I read him all through high school. I think I've read every single book, except for maybe a two or three, seriously, every single one. And he was an inspiration to me as far as just kind of the scary and spooky and creepy stuff. Cause I've always loved it oh, and yeah. the paranormal things. Yeah. I've always loved that. But what, and what, but what this did for me, I, I, It's hard to explain because I can whip up a story in my head within literally a minute. And it's so weird how I can do that. And it's not because I'm so good. It's just I can kind of pull things from every little aspect of my life or what I've read and just kind of make a story out of it pretty quickly. Yeah. And that's what happened with this. And do you know that I read or I actually wrote this first book on Wattpad?
0: Oh, my God. That's just I love Wattpad. Everybody on this podcast Mm -hmm. knows I'm a Wattpad fanatic. I know. I know you are.
1: You, you've you had Wattpad since you were like a teenager, I think. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Been on it. Yeah, That's my yeah. jam. I know. So, and I thought, you know, well, I heard Colleen Hoover. She's I go to her um, book bonanzas every year in Dallas. And I heard a while back, they were like, hey, Colleen Hoover's just going to write a free book on Wattpad. And I was like, what? What's Wattpad? What are you talking about? What's that? I didn't even know what is. it was. And so I got in, looked at her stuff, and I was like, well, I need to keep my writing skills up. I was just off of my, my first solo book. And I was like, I just want to keep my writing skills up. If people like it, I don't even, I didn't expect anything. I didn't think I was going to do anything with this. Mm-hmm. So every day I wrote 500 words. That was my limit. That was my, you have to write at least 500 words every day. And I posted it every day, right? Now it was clean. I mean, it was, wasn't edited by a professional yet, but you know, it was pretty clean, my writing and all that. All of a sudden it like blew up. I'm telling I you. I mean, to the point where they were featuring me on Wattpad. That's amazing. That's awesome. Obviously, that's even, such yeah. an amazing thing. Yeah. And I was like, okay, maybe there's something to this particular story because, you know, as you know, we're following Katie's story and her brother had just, her fireman brother had just died in the fire mm-hmm. and she just kept going to the cemetery because, you know, she kept thinking that's where he was and she was just missing him and her. parents were gone and she was living with her aunt and it was just a nightmare and because her brother had custody of her all the things yeah she was underage you know she wasn't quite 18 yet so this is it starts out YA and at the end it kind of ends up being a new adult yes (laughs) you know which is kind of which is kind of odd for series because she does go through years even though they're not really long books but anyway so this And this guy is always at the cemetery. And I kept thinking, that's creepy as hell. Maybe I should do something like that. Maybe I should just, because I want, I love the paranormal aspect, but I love the fact that you don't know. I write first person, present tense. You don't know what's going to happen until she knows what happens. So I keep everybody in the dark. It's like when I turn on Netflix and you tell me to give me the review or not the reviews, you give me the preview. I'm like, stop. I put it on mute. I don't even want to look at it. Don't give me everything. Exactly. I don't like that. I can't stand it. That's I, why even my, yes, that's why even the back of my book, you know, the, um, the premise of my book, it's very short. Mm-hmm. You don't really know what's going to happen. You just know it's dark and it's mysterious. And what's this guy in the cloak kind of thing, right? Exactly. Because even when I, do I outline, I know you're going to ask me that. I do outline as far as physical appearance, where it's located, the year, um, those kinds of things you know, you got to keep that consistent, but seriously, I, and I know kind of where the story's going to go, and I know what these people are, that kind of thing, that's it. I mean, I think it's a
0: theme, honestly, okay, this is a theory, I think it's a theme for, like, Stephen King writers to feel the same way about stories, right, because I think that we fall in love with kind of I want to say not even just Stephen King, so just like horror and scary, spooky novels in general. So even going back to like Goosebumps with R.L. Stein, right? The kind right. of like okay, so the way that the cadence flows in a romance novel versus a an a, a horror, like a suspense horror novel, are two very mm-hmm. completely different things, right? Yes. Because in horror- yes. The author is is spinning this web, you know, you're following along this story and while you're focusing on one thing, they're doing this amazing twist in the back that you don't see coming because you're so involved in the actual like what's happening in the current, right? And that's like I think when you when you fall in love with that kind of storytelling first, it transfers very much into the romance. And so I also have this issue where like I can be super mysterious with certain things and people are like, you gotta give us a little bit more. You can't be so obscure. And I'm like, but I can though. If Stephen King can do it, I can do it. And That's they're right. like and they're like, Well, Stephen King writes, you know, horror and you write romance. So this is like
1: we've got to find right. a balance here. Yeah, there's not a whole lot of romance in any Stephen King novels, but but yeah, that's the thing. It's just, and I know sometimes readers don't don't get my jive on that, and and I say that they've all loved it, and I've been very you know fortunate with that kind of stuff. But I know there are a few that they don't like not knowing. I know, and and, but that's but that's okay because if I read a book and within the first chapter I know it's going to happen, I will not finish that book.
0: And honestly, though, it's like. I don't know. I think it's like a trust thing, you know? I think the more you write and the more readers you gain and the further you get into your the books that you write, you know, readers will yeah, trust you more. Yeah. And it's kind of like yeah. I don't need to read the blurb. I like your stuff. I'm going to read it. So they I think it's a trust thing, honestly, that you have to right, kind of right between you and the the reader. But um yeah, so what was your favorite part about writing Katie and Dominic?
1: Oh, every bit of it. I, you know, because I didn't know exactly, I knew it was, I knew in my mind where I wanted it to go. Cause you know, in my mind, I have this outline, but I also have a written outline of there's, you know, of what they look like and all the things. Um, but I didn't understand how much I would involve how I feel about my husband in this. Yeah. Does that make sense? Like I'm very close to my husband. We've been married 25 years. My God. And he's Your the questions. best man I've ever known. Yeah. Thank you he's the best man I've ever known. And, and over anybody, even my father, I didn't have a great childhood, but, um, and he wasn't a good man. I'm just going to be honest, but my husband is the best man I've ever known. And he always does the right thing. He always makes the best decisions. He always thinks about his words. He's always careful about how he deals with people. He's always considerate and loving and giving. And that is Dominic.
0: I love that. It's dominant. my my, yeah. my hopeless romantic heart just like died. I love <laughs> that. That is so
1: sweet. Uh, well and it's, it's just and he as, as, as you know for a little while he was almost like not a father figure because that's not what I mean but he, yeah. he helped guide her and, and make her understand and make her not so afraid of, of what uh, she didn't know was coming because I don't want to give too much away you know how I am. Yeah. Um, what she didn't know what was coming because you know, she'd been going to the graveyard for however many days or months or whatever, and this guy's always there, this person in a cloak, and she had never seen his face, and it was eerie, but not eerie enough for her to go running screaming. It was just eerie enough for her to go, why is he always here? What's going on? Yeah. And then when he, when he walks off into the woods and she follows him, her life changes.
0: I feel like he kind of, I want to say, helped her build her own foundation, you know, like he was that Totally support for her totally that she never yes. felt like she had before and I feel like that's what made the dynamic between their relationship well, like such a gym so I love that about them. yeah so you. you talk about like <laughs> twists and turns and you were talking about a little bit about outlining so like was it hard keeping all the twists and turns like you know together in one place in your head
1: no, yeah well it, it wasn't in the way that I did it in a way that um, I love history and I'm such a history buff. And I love like um, the Renaissance, King Henry VIII time, you know, the medieval, you know, oh, yeah. that was actually after medieval, but I love castles and you know, all the, all those kinds of um, elements and, and feelings of where people are and all that. So when I did the twist and turns, I go way back in history and in, in, in Kate's lineage and, that's that history element of divorce oh know gosh I can't even remember. I've written so many books since this book. Um she's the seventh daughter or something of you know, whatever the yeah. lineage was of this and I don't want to give away too much. So that part and that kind of just came to me as we were going because I knew what her brother was, but she didn't know. And he didn't know until what happened to him. And she oh, I'm giving away too much. But anyway, You're so fine. like I said, it's all it's all just so um you know, intertwined together that it pieced together very easily because I kept them all consistently the same. They were all consistent Mm -hmm. so that when I came back and went back and and had to make, you know, explanations for things when she found out from her aunt what was going on, because even her aunt knew and she didn't know, you know, and at the time I didn't even know her aunt knew. So that's what I love about pantsing things, (laughs) you know?
0: Yeah, I mean, I totally understand I can I can't pants my brain would literally fucking like explode <laughs> to hell in a handbasket. but I admire anybody else who can so like congratulations to you and these books you know reaped that so and were amazing for it so congratulations um yeah
1: and- well well when a book writes itself like literally I was starting to just it was literally writing itself. And, mm-hmm. and I didn't know what anybody meant when they would say that until I started writing these books. And I was like, this is crazy because I didn't know this character was going to die today. And they're dead. And because at that point, they were of no use anymore. You know, people were like, well, why did you have yeah. to kill them off? Because they were no use to the plot. Yeah. So, you, you know, you got to get rid of them. But, you know, people get mad. And you know what, to me, if you're throwing a book across the room, that's a good story.
0: Yeah, I know I did my job. I made you angry. I (laughs) did my job. That emotion. You know, I get it. Yeah. I I literally had a review and it was a good it was a four-star review. So I mean it wasn't bad, but I had a review on my most recent book, which is much darker than like what my sports stuff is um right but as she talked about how like she had to skim certain scenes like certain like graphic horror scenes because she didn't want to go into that much detail of like the scene and I was like good sure. that's what I wanted I was like I'm so glad that it was so detailed that it made you like cringe and you had to skim it
1: uh- absolutely and that's like but that's good that's good writing though nj that's good I, writing
0: i was like oh my god i feel like i have accomplished my life you know like i have, I have accomplished this so i was excited absolutely yeah, so I, have yeah. To, I have to ask any plans for future books not even a part of the grave, you know the watchman series but any plans for future books
1: well actually i am about to re-release uh, my book called Peripheral. I'm going to. I'm titling it new. I'm adding some things to it, giving a new title, giving a new cover, and I'm going to re-release it. I don't know exactly when. It'll probably be early 2022. I'm not sure. It'll be January, February, probably that that time. <laughs> if I can get it done before, then I will. Because um, I I don't stick to those kinds of things. People are like, oh wait for two months and we're going to launch this book. And I used to do all those things, and that's awesome when people do. I don't I don't do it for that anymore. I'm like, you know what? It's out. Here you go. <laughs> hey I you know? mean whatever whatever works
0: you know I mean I feel like and I feel like a lot of that has to do with the next questions that we're coming up with where you found this new passion that you have and that's podcasting oh yes
1: yes and you know to backtrack that I do have several friends that are bloggers that will totally feature me and help me out and do those yeah things. but you know and, and I can advertise you know on all my social medias and all those things and I do a lot but um uh, but other than that, I don't do any more than that. But yes, the podcast is kind of taking over a little bit. I mean, you're
0: amazing at it. I genuinely tell everybody oh. that you're like so phenomenal. Your podcast is so oh. good. I, it's, oh my God, we're going to get all into it. I literally, I love it so much. It's so interesting. I still listen to it. I listen to it all the time. So
1: you're so sweet.
0: You're, no, listen, it's, you're totally, <laughs> the compliments are totally like warranted.
1: So oh, thank
0: you. I was lucky to have been on this podcast and it's called, because I want to know, which I think is just so fitting. Um, and <laughs> I have to know what made you want to start podcasting? Like, when were you like, when would you wake up and you're like, you know what, I'm going to podcast about insane careers and life experiences. <laughs>
1: yeah. Well, you know, I've always listened to podcasts, and I'm going to date myself. As anybody knows or has heard of Hey House Radio, it was on the internet on like a laptop, your desktop, or whatever. And I would listen to that yeah. while I got ready in the mornings, right? I, I was just a big podcaster, and, and I'd listen to them very early on, probably 2007, eight when they started kind of getting popular in my, in my, you know, time. Mm -hmm. And I listened to people that were numerologists and psychics and uh, motivational speakers and Reiki masters and all these things. And I've always been interested in, new agey kind of things, as opposed to, and those really aren't new age, they've been around for millennia, it's just, Mm -hmm. people just don't understand that, and I think you know what I'm talking about, Uh, people that do horoscopes, it's it's not something new, it's been around for a long time, so when people started having podcasts, you know, on true crime, and, and, you know, I started expanding my horizons, and finally, uh, about three years, no, about two years ago, about two and a half years ago i started listening to uh, a podcast called hillbilly horror stories and i loved mm-hmm. all of the history and all and they cover you know haunted places um, all around the united states mm-hmm. and they just have to be located in kentucky that's where they got the hillbilly part right yeah so uh and i listened to them and i thought they were great and they were funny and they had great banter it was jerry and tracy pauling and so one time they wanted people to call in with their haunted stories. And I had something kind of weird happen to me. It wasn't haunted, but it was just something like this shouldn't have happened. And it did. And we kind of hit it off. And he's like, you know what? I really like your, your vibe. Let's, let's do something. Let's do a, you know, I know you're a writer. Let's do something every week. We'll do fear of the week every week. And I did that for about 10 months. And I came on for about 11 to 12 minutes and talked about, crazy things like you have so many bugs on your face right now you don't even know it you know um yeah. how how long yeah how long do you live after your head gets chopped off about 30 seconds you know that kind of stuff <laughs> just you know like, yeah so, I, I love that <laughs> yeah I know and I just came on I was like so and then I'm, I'm rubbing my hands again and so you know how long it takes for you to die if you get poisoned well it depends you know and depends. so you know I just come on and do that yeah and, and he, and finally one day, cause we kept in contact and all the time when Jerry called me, he goes, you know, you need your own podcast. I'm like, no, I don't. He goes, yeah, you do. And I'm like, no, I'm still finishing writing, you know, my book for Christian Proby's, you know, Lady Boss Press. And they picked me up for Easy Fix and, and they loved it and wanted, and I was still working on that. And he goes, no, you need, you need to start your own podcast. I'm like, Jerry, he goes, you need to start it. I'm going to talk you into it. And I was like, okay, well i will think about it. So couple months go by and he's kind of getting on to me and I'm, he, and then all of a sudden I get this microphone he sends me this great microphone and he goes you need to just just try it I said okay I'll, I'll try it so yeah and so I, I had another podcast. and see the thing is I know a lot of these podcasters because I listen to so many of them through Jerry that I got to know all of these other people and so they would help me know what to do and all those things And I'm getting really long-winded on this but um, fine. bottom line another podcaster who um, she's taking a, a, hi- a hiatus right now uh, she's booze and tattoos she's um, a practicing Wiccan and she was so great her name was Jessica and she was like let me show you how to do this and this is how you do it let's look up the name what do you want to call it and I said well I told her I really am so curious about everything. I just want to know. And at first, I was just going to say, "I just want to know," right? Yeah. And somebody already had that, and I said, "Well, I, it's because I want to know." And she goes, let's, "Let's," and I said, "Let's look that up, and and we'll get." Up. Nobody had it, and it's the truth. I truly want to know what. Why are you a mortician, or what happened on your near-death experience, and why were you Warren Jeff's sixty-fifth wife? Let's go. Let's 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 tear into that for a little while. Exactly. So, <laughs> And all these people started saying yes when I asked them to be on my podcast. And I think the first one was my girlfriend and psychic, um, Vanessa Hogle And she oh, still, she's her. still second number. Yeah, she's still my second uh, highest um, download. And then my first highest download is when a couple left the Mormon church. Oh. And they talked about their experience. Yeah. I yeah. love that one too. I, and I am not... Against any religion whatsoever, I am not political whatsoever on any of my podcasts. None of that, but I do want to hear your story, exactly. And if you're, you know, and the thing is, I do paranormal, but I, you know, like paranormal investigators, psychics, like I said, tarot readers, uh, horoscopes. You did that for me, but I also interviewed a mob boss that that was in prison for thirteen years that was out of Detroit. I mean, and he was so interesting, and I have some of these. Um, podcasters that I'm friends with, like Justin Remmel, he's got a podcast called Mysterious Circumstances, and he's really big, and he sent me the Mob Boss, you know, Gunnar yeah. Lundblom. Yeah, so I and so, I'm so fortunate that these people really, really think that highly of me, and now my podcast has gotten so good, I say good, has gotten such good ratings, and people have really been enjoying it, that I'm in the top 1.5% in podcasts. Globally,
0: that's insane. Congratulations! That's insane. I did not know that. Thank that's you. amazing. It's
1: Congrats. It's thank you. It's so incredible. And uh, don't me wrong, I've had help because people, you know, meaning people would write reviews or they listen to my podcast or they'd say something about my podcast on their podcast. And so I did have some help, but that was just at the beginning. I just kind of kept it going. And I, I love this. I love this gig. I mean, I am in love with it. And as much as I love writing books and I will still do that, this is kind of taking precedence over that now.
0: And I, and I think that's okay. I mean, I, I mean, and honestly, you're so good at it. Like, I think one of the best things about the podcast in itself. And when I listen to it is it's like, you're very unbiased about everything. Like, even if you have, like, say you have a guest that is like one religion, and then you have a guest the next day that is the complete mm-hmm. opposite of that religion. You're still so yeah. unbiased to what they say. Well, you have to feel.
1: be. Well, here's the deal. I want to know your experience, and I have I have absolute respect for anyone. I don't care if you're. I I interviewed someone who left the Amish. I, I interviewed someone who was like I said, Warren just 65th wife. That was the FLDS. I interviewed someone who was with the fds You know the yeah. Uh, I mean the LDS. I mean, and uh, so or an ex-evangelical Christian, the ones, the Duggars, the the actual religion they follow. I I interviewed her. And like I said, this is no slam on their religion. It's just, what is your story? What did you learn? How are you now? And it's, you know, and it's, it's astonishing some of the things that you find out. And it has changed my mind, but I don't, I don't share any of that. It's changed my mind and it's broadened my horizons on so many different things that I am almost to change it. Well, I am. I'm a changed person after this. After doing this for a year and a half, mm-hmm. I'm changed. It's right. changed my whole out, outlook. It's changed my whole outlook on everything. Even, even when I write or even when, if I want to keep writing. I mean, it, it really has.
0: I love that. Yeah. I, and I also listened to a podcast that gave me like, a, like, I don't even know, like, I really was like listening to it and I was like, Oh my god like this is so awesome is this man oh god what is his name dan he
1: prepares people for prison oh preps people for prison yes dan Yeah. uh that's another one yeah he he was busted in a uh one of those pop-up little uh you know those drug places where they things. give you yeah drug pres- prescription And he was, I think he was on about a year ago and um, I found him on YouTube. I just, he, I just came across him on YouTube and I was like, he'd be interesting. And I contacted him He's he was like, yeah, I'll come on your podcast. He was amazing. And he was arrested and uh, by, by the feds and went to federal prison on drug charges. And he didn't know anything about what involved. He didn't, he knew what he was doing with Shady and he knew it was kind of underhanded, very underhanded. He didn't have any idea the trouble he'd get in. And so he had no one to turn to. His attorneys weren't really giving him any answers as far as what was, you know, what do I do? What do we prepare for? What do I, Yeah. what am I going to, you know, what, what, what do I do when I get in there? Are they, what, what's going to happen? And nobody really prepared him. So once he went through it all, he even got out early because he did some good things. He, he did his research as much as he could without knowing anything. And he, uh, only served 13, uh, I think it's 13 or 14 months anyway, um, out of like 42, hundred months or something like that and um he he yeah he started his own business when he got out and now he's got a business mm -hmm. he used those
0: experiences you know that he you know didn't have and learned through them for like something good and I thought that I don't know it was just there was something just so like full circle about a story I loved that episode it was so good
1: um thank you and absolutely and I even interviewed a guy that you know works on an aircraft carrier out in the you know out in the Pacific Ocean yeah because I wanted to know how that worked and I also was like I'm going to interview this hot air balloon pilot because how the hell do you steer the thing you know exactly <laughs> how do you direct the same thing I, yeah I mean what do you do and you know I it, but I do everyone a metal detector I guy I I anybody that interests me it can be paranormal it doesn't have to be I interviewed a guy because I, I, I listened to um oh gosh I can't a sword and scale sometimes. And they had uh, done one on Munchausen syndrome and Munchausen by proxy. And I interviewed the guy that was actually on their episode. I interviewed him because he was in the Dallas area on Munchausen by proxy. Yeah, and it was just so interesting to me. So it's just, it's anything that interests me. Love it. So yeah, you don't know know what you're gonna get. It's like a lot box of chocolate. Oh yeah, I know, and
0: that's the best part. (laughs) So yeah. do you think there's been like any guest story or interview that you think really like stuck with you or like rattled you and has like, you know, stayed with you? If you don't mind sharing, you don't have to share if you don't want no, to. No,
1: yeah. Um, t- I think too, one of the first near-death experiencers I interviewed, I think she was actually the second one was Dr. Mary Helen Hensley. And she was absolutely crazy interesting, opened my eyes to so many different ways of looking at life when yeah. someone dies. Um, and what happens when we die? Because I absolutely believe in life after death. I absolutely believe in reincarnation.
0: Mm-hmm. That's
1: just my belief, and I'm very open about that. Um I don't, you know I'm not upset if someone doesn't. It's just that's just my belief., yeah. and the other one was probably Warren Jeffs' sixty fifth wife, uh, Brielle Decker. She was it was heartbreaking, yet she's she's got she got out of it, and she's so much happier now. But some of the things she told me, I, it, 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 really struck me. It really stuck with me in the way of, I couldn't believe the things she had to go through. And honestly, there are so many other podcast episodes that I'm not even probably thinking of right now that affected me in so many different ways that, I mean, it's the near death experiences though. They're the ones that changed my mind about life a lot more than maybe just how did you overcome that? What did mm-hmm. you do? How, how did it affect you? Um, how are you now? Kind of thing. The near death experiencers, when you ask those questions, they were different people. They became different people. Oh, yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, it was, yeah, it was it, it, like different in the whole way of looking at every aspect of life. And of course, you could have that even just in a in a bad situation, you know, in, in a in a bad relationship. I interviewed someone who was a domestic uh, abusive uh, survivor, and her episode brought me to tears. I mean, she cried. I even started crying. I didn't, you know, yeah, boo but you know, it was it was very moving. And, but it was the truth, her truth. And it was just so interesting to me. And there so. are
0: so many stories out there that like, and to see that I because I, I, I also love knowing these like things about people. I'm very much like into the human individual, you know, and like yes. reading these stories that people carry with them. And I think that a lot has to do with the fact that I was, very into like documentary, you know, like self, like bio, like autobiographical books when I was young. And a, like a big yes. thing for me was, oh, I can't remember her name, but she was a Holocaust survivor. And she came to my school when I was in like grade school. I think I was in like seventh grade. Um, oh, and, wow. Oh, what was it? She's really famous. She had those diamonds or whatever that she swallowed her mother's diamonds. And like, she like kept them with her when she was in the Holocaust.
1: Um, I think yes I know who you're talking about now and you're right I can't think of her name I think, name I can't think Irene name. something Irene yeah like something I, can, that I can google nature. her but yeah but yeah she
0: basically she came into the school and told her story about being in the holocaust and I was just like Irene Sindler that's her name
1: Sindler, that's it yeah
0: that's yeah it. Mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. she she passed away in 2008 which is just super sad but like she kind of when she talked about it it was just like it was so moving and I was like oh my mm-hmm. god like I wonder how many people out there in the world have stories like this, like, and not even just about the Holocaust, just like, you know, emotionally charged stories or interesting stories. And I think that that's what makes your podcast so great is because you, Thank that's what you do because you want to know and we find out with you and
1: that's great. And I love that. So, yeah, it's the, it's that, it's that psychological aspect. I should have yeah. been a psychologist because like that's, it's just, you know, I, I really truly want to know how did how did you overcome those things, mm-hmm. you know, it's and when I was talking curiosity. to the near-death experiencer, yeah, when I was talking to the near-death experiencer Mary, Mary Helen Hinsley, and I've talked to several, and I've got a new one coming up for my Halloween episode, she, I, I said, what did you do when you were out of your body, and this is just something I want to share with you, and were you, like, weren't you, like, freaking out, weren't you just, like, oh my god? she goes, no, let me, let me, like, I likened it to this, let me tell you how, how it felt to me, you know how, like, when you're outside in a garden, You're outside, you're mowing your lawn or whatever. And you're really, it's really hot outside. You're just sweating. Your clothes are sticking to you. And you just want to, you just take them off right outside the shower. And you just get in the shower and you're all clean and fresh. Your hair is all nice and bubbled up and everything's clean. And you come out. The last thing you want to do is look at the, get put those clothes back on. That's how you feel about your body. Oh my gosh. Yeah. I love, oh my gosh. Yeah. Yeah. That's That's how you. Yeah, because, and the, and the girl I just interviewed yesterday uh, for the Halloween episode that had a near-death experience, experience, she said, you know what? I, when I, I said, did you know you were out? Did you know your body was dead? She goes, I didn't know at the time, but I, but I knew I wasn't in my body. And I said, and then I said, well, what happened? She goes, I knew I was okay. I was still me. I was still there. And I said, were you in a different dimension? She goes, no, I was right there with me. you. Just, they just couldn't see me. It was like I had a new superpower. I was the invisible woman. Yeah, and she said, "Yeah," but she said it was so crazy because I didn't care. I didn't care about that body anymore. I didn't care. She goes, "I have five boys." I knew immediately what they all were thinking at one time. knew what they knew what I didn't know, and I'm like, "Oh yeah, the crazy high school crap, you know, the keg in the field And she's like, "Yeah, seriously." She goes, "But and and you would think that I'd be like, oh no, I can't. I got to go back to my babies. You don't feel like that. You're like, nope. They have a reason. They they." They have a reason they're here if I'm with them or not they will be fine and that's how you feel you your wow. ego is gone your wow. ego is gone that's incredible it's 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 amazing and that's my that's the thing it, it changes you and this makes me I think a better writer too because I can take some of these elements when I do want to write a brand new book and go hmm hmm let me let me write a story about you know a ghost yeah. or you know I don't know but yeah
0: and so when you, when you sit down to do, when you, you know, pick somebody to do an interview, like what does your um, like research for that look like? Like, do you have like a set thing that you do when you're, you know, writing down questions and stuff? Cause I'm sure it's very different than how we do it. But uh, that's what does your yeah, research question look like?
1: That's a great question because you know what I do? <laughs> <laughs> um, I'm on TikTok way too much and TikTok. Instagram way too much, and a lot of times, I find these people on TikTok, like, I found the um, ex-Mormon on TikTok, I found, um, gosh, the near-death experience, or she was on YouTube, um, I found, oh my gosh, I can go through my a list of people that I found on on TikTok, but what I do is if I go through, because um, I've done so many, some of the same people, like, the normal investigators, okay, I've done several of those, which is awesome, I'll keep doing them, but I try to mix it up, Mm -hmm. So if I, let's say I want to do, I want, I'm trying to get this historian. uh, Well, this is a good one. I just did a woman who I found on TikTok. She's a pirate historian Mm. and she knows everything about pirates, right? And her content is fantastic. And she's got a doctor, a PhD in it. And she has been on the history channel. She, uh, on their docuseries, she's been on Netflix on their docuseries and she's on standby for anybody that needs an expert in piracy, right? So I contacted her because that's what I do. I just contact them. I don't, you know, oh, you go through the ages. No, I just yeah. contact her. She, you know, because it's just her at this point. She said yes right away. And I like I said, That's where I found her. And I just, or I hashtag. I use hashtags to find people. Let's say I wanted to find a, a woman um, uh, cruise captain just to see what, what it was like to be a woman cruise captain. Yeah. On a big cruise ship. What's it like? you know, are you, you know, uh, the fact that you're a woman, is that ever an issue or how does it feel to be, you know, um, in the ocean and, and something happens? What do you do? You know, I like, la- I love to know how they feel about those things, you know? Mm-hmm. So I just ha- I have this time a hashtag thing. If I, cool. if I think of things I want to do, I do. I, I, That's hashtag, so unique. Yeah. I love it.
0: I love that. Yeah. It's, it's <laughs> it works. <laughs> so do you have any cool cool plans for like some Halloween episodes or anything like that like you know like what's coming up
1: or you don't know, want like drop a little hint of anything cool coming up yeah yeah I did um almost all of my okay so the first uh, episode which was October because I started my whole October with paranormal things the yeah. first uh which dropped mine drop every Monday October 4th was um the Shanley hotel and the tour guide who's also a medium there and she uh she collects haunted dolls and I'm like why oh you know? God, <laughs> I know you
0: crazy I know. yes
1: no I know and I'm like, like Annabelle you dolls no yeah no, no screwed like up those, those creepy those creepy porcelain dolls nobody Nothing. wants that no no But she tells me, you know, and she also has a very, uh, she got a very haunted mask um, in a box with a voodoo doll. And and they were like, yeah, yeah. yeah." And she got it from another medium that was like, we don't want this. And I'm like, you got it from someone who's already a medium and has a horrible vibe about it. And you took it. And she's like, well, yeah, we do that. I'm like, what? Her name's Stephanie Smith. I'm like, Stephanie, she goes, listen, uh, I took the mask out and this this thing was dark she goes I don't want to say it's a demon because everybody thinks everything's a demon but let me tell you he, he was never human and he's very dark and the second I pulled him out that mask out I had the worst headache for like a migraine for like three days so I will never touch it again and I was like holy crap she goes and the voodoo doll she's just a love spell doll and she was not happy and her name was Deborah. <laughs> And she pulled her out so she didn't have to be in the box with the haunted mask. I, and it was a clown mask. No, thank you. Yeah. No, thank no, you. No, thanks. Yeah. The, the haunted dolls was enough for me. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you know, let alone everything else. So that was October 4th. And then the last two, um, I have two different paranormal investigators. One was Kate Ray and I had her on before. She's a fairy buffet expert. She yeah. uh, lives near Sherwood Forest and she's in the UK and she was brilliant and fantastic and knows so much about just the fae, you know, fairies and, and, you know, um, gnomes and all kinds of different, I can't think of all the different uh, fae that are out there. There's so many. Um, And then, but she's also lived in the haunted house and she's a paranormal investigator. So I had her on, but she's coming up. And then uh, I have another one that's a paranormal investigator in the, in the United States. Her name is uh, Chris Sumner, or Sumner, and she's been on my podcast another time, and she was fantastic and just telling me all of her recent things, and they're so spooky. But she doesn't, they, she doesn't let it get to her. You know, she's, she. I, I think if you feed into it and you give them your energy, they love it and they will make it worse for you. But if you go in with a, I'm debunking this before, and I'm, i I have a healthy skepticism they can't touch you as easily. So, you know, some of the darker things. So, and then of course my uh, near-death experiencer, the newest one I'm having, I'm just going to go ahead and put hers out on the 31st, which is a Sunday. So.
0: All right. I'm excited. I can't wait. I love Uh, it.
1: I know. I know. I've got some fun stuff. It's all paranormal. And then I'll probably go back to non-paranormal, you know, just, just you yeah, know, pulling it back to something that's different and trying to get a historian on. She, I found her on TikTok, of course, and she talks about she she says um, she starts off with uh, interesting things you never really wanted to know about history, and then she just talks about you know usually it's European history, which is my favorite. And I sent her a message and I said, anytime you just want to shoot the shit with me, <laughs> let me know. And she's like, yeah, absolutely. So I think I'm going to have her on uh, in November. So. Ooh. And she's she's got a humor about her. She's funny. She's, she's hilarious. And she's got a sense of humor. So, uh, and you know, it's that kind of thing. I I also had, um, I'm going to have a nurse on who's been through the trenches with the whole, all of this stuff going on in our world. And just to get her view of what's going on and how she feels about everything.
0: Well, I can't wait. They sound exciting. And I know that they're going to be amazing because you're doing them. So I'm super excited about it um but we are going to crap out of everything (laughs) (laughs) so we are going we are going to shift gears into uh like some writing questions back to the author thing okay um so do you have any interesting writing quirks like when you sit down to write like do you have to be like eating twizzlers or like wearing a pair of socks
1: anything odd like that i cannot I cannot have anything on nothing. Well, oh, no, that doesn't sound right. Does it? I was like, Uh, yes, riding naked. Totally naked. Naked. No, you know, a lot of people like to go to coffee shops and stuff and Mm -hmm. and have all the people around them. I have to have silence. I cannot have anything on as far as music or the TV or anything. I need silence and I just need, and now every now and then I'll, I'll get, I'll have to eat something just because I'm hungry but no I don't have to have like twistle or you know any kind of candy or any kind of food or anything like that I just honestly it distracts me and then I gotta wipe my hands and then it takes me out of my my jo- you know my my groove so I I don't do anything it's just silent writing it's that's truly what it is and I'm so boring but that's, that's oh it's not boring me I mean
0: honestly that's kind of like I mean that's kind of rare because I know a lot of authors like you said love to write around the hustle and bustle or at least be listening to music. So
1: I think to be in, Oh yeah. It's kind of rare. So I have to be. Yeah. Yeah. And also I, I usually write in the morning. I'm I'm spent by the end of the day or even in the afternoon. Cause I'm a morning person and I'm just go, go, go. And then all of a sudden I'm just like, okay, I, I can't do this anymore. Yeah. And for me to try to write um, I get sloppy. Um, But, but you know, what? it's funny because we have a little uh a little vacation house out in Bowie. Texas it's about an hour and a half from here mm-hmm. and that's the one exception I can go out there and anytime during the day or night I can write I don't know what it is I don't know if it's just, just because I'm away there. from the city we have we have some acreage out there and it's just away from no distractions internet is pretty much it sucks phone service sucks I mean you can still call and you can still get internet uh it's sketchy if you try to you know, download Netflix, but you can sometimes do it at certain times of the day. It's really weird. But, um, but yeah. And I think it's just because it's a whole different mindset for me, but yeah, I, I don't want anything around me at all. Nothing.
0: I mean, Hey, it works. It's the vibes there. Um, yeah, I think so too. So what do you like to do when you're not writing or podcasting?
1: You know, I, Love to binge Netflix and Amazon Prime and Hulu. Oh my I mean, God, I watched escape. Midnight Mass. Yes, I have watched the entire series. Can you oh. believe it? I had no idea. I had no idea they were going to be what they were. And I know. I loved it. I was like, that came. I had from no idea, but I'm here for it. Yes, I'm here, man. I'm here, and I thought it was. I thought it ended great. Oh yeah, it was fantastic. I thought that was yeah. So a lot of people want everything to be all hunky-dory, you know, like, give me the, the you know, the, the best ending, you know, all the things. No, that's not life, man. Although it is, you know, a little out there, but I don't care. <laughs> they, all, they all had to, they all had to do what they did. <laughs> <Yeah>. so, <laughs> and I mean, I was <laughs> here for it. I was like, yeah, yes. Yeah, my uh, husband's like, like, oh, and he doesn't watch those kinds of things. But, you know, if it doesn't have a happy ending, and not that it wasn't a happy ending, it's just the ending he wants yeah oh he doesn't like it and i'm like no 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 honey no that ain't life no you gotta you gotta broaden those horizons and go you know what that was the best thing they could have done yep exactly
0: <laughs> i exactly
1: yeah. um yeah it also it's actually super cool so
0: the director of midnight mass and i just realized this. actually have you ever seen the movie hush it's also on netflix
1: is, is that the one where she's she's uh, deaf
0: yes Yes, I have seen that. Okay, yes. so cool fun fact here, in the beginning of the movie, oh. when her neighbor yeah. comes over and is like, hey, I finished your book, right? The book that that lady mm-hmm. wrote is Midnight Mass really yeah i love and, little
1: things like that in movies oh and both,
0: all of those actors are both are both, both of those actors are also in midnight mass because i think it's like she's married to the director or something like that or something involved in that nature and it was like all tied in and i was like oh my god that's so freaking
1: cool well see and if you love movies and i've also had people that love movies and i talk about all the movies i love i've had that on my podcast too so you and I, maybe we should do a pod, another podcast online and talk about all the scary movies we love. Because I'm oh my god, I know. am a horror movie we would have, Oh well, and have you ever seen what what they do, what we do in the shadows? Oh I, yes, I love that movie. Was that the best ever? Oh, I know. I did Not know what I was getting into, and I. I am obsessed. I loved it so much. I made my husband watch it. He doesn't really like all the, you know, horror movies and stuff. Oh my God, my husband it's not doesn't a, it's, <laughs> it's so funny. And I was just like, oh, and he thought it was hilarious. I mean, you wouldn't think a movie like that would be hilarious, but I was dying. But, but see, the thing is, I, I don't know. You're way younger than me so you're basically my daughter's age which is so sad that I'm even admitting that but it's just the truth and I have introduced introduced her to all the 80s movies you yeah know, all the Brat Pack movies I don't know if you've seen them all the what are they like the Brat Pack movies like oh see all the people are like oh my god you did not know the Brat Pack like the Rob Lowe movies that oh Milly, yeah uh, absolutely yeah don't yeah, yeah. okay don't oh okay it. okay yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, like, uh, 16 Candles and uh, Ferris Bueller's Day Off and Dirty Dancing and The Outsiders and, and The Breakfast uh, Club and
0: yeah,
1: Breakfast Club. Yeah. So, uh, and she'd never seen those, and I, she was probably fifteen when we started doing it, and she now is obsessed with all of those. Pretty and Pink, all of those. Oh, loves yeah. them. So we could we could do a whole movie on. And when Harry Met Sally, she loves that one. I love that movie.
0: See, I'm a huge and I'm actually doing MJ's like 31 Days of Horror or whatever because I'm trying to force yes, myself to become <laughs> freaking like horror movie <laughs> enthusiasts and it's yeah. not really working for me apparently. But um, <laughs> I because one of my one of my readers was like, Oh my god, I watched a scary movie last night and now I'm traumatized forever. And I'm like, Oh, well, I apologize for doing that to you, I guess.
1: Um, but like You know, it's I, so funny how I could can- yeah, I can totally disassociate myself with that kind of thing. Like, you know what I mean? Like if something's, unless it's unless it's one thing that I really don't love and it can't handle, The Exorcist, I still can't watch that movie. I, I'm not a huge fan of that
0: movie. I never have been. Honestly, and I tell people, I literally, I'm, I'm no joking when I tell you this, that my grandma used to leave the Thriller channel on when I was young. And so I was like drinking mm. out of a sippy cup watching like the hills have eyes or something crazy like that what right? yeah so oh like Oh my god girl yeah so you're so, like totally <laughs> i'm like desynthesized to everything you know <laughs> like nothing surprises me anymore you know and my husband hates scary movies despises them like will not watch them which i'm, I'm actually like easing him into the waters right and every single time we watch a new scary right. movie he's always like um he's always like will you stop like I literally like guessed the plot within the first like two minutes right I'm like this girl did this and this is what's going to happen and he said just one time just once I want you to be shocked
1: <laughs> you know like will and you see, just- that's, yeah and see that's what I'm saying with with my writing I don't want anybody to do that with my book yeah that's yeah, why yeah, I do yeah. what I do because you see what I'm saying because to me it's like no then you know the no it just totally deflates everything so, and that's so that's why I'm even picking one out when I watch movies. When I watch scary movies, like The Shining, is probably one of my favorite all-time favorite movies. Even mm-hmm. though it's nothing really like the book, there's just some of the same characters. Yeah, totally different. Um, but but you know what? And I know Stephen did not like um, Kubrick, but I, I still love that movie. I still think it's fantastic, and I think he did a good job. He just decided to take his own liberties, but. Um, because honestly like the pet cemeteries and all that that's not my thing anymore i love the book so i don't that, you know, to watch i don't watch movie, any no. movie
0: made by him i'm like made like based off a book by him i don't watch them i just don't want to be disappointed yeah. i don't want to be disappointed
1: yeah the, but i yeah. will well, say shining, if you, if, have you seen the shining
0: no i haven't i haven't watched any of them the only one i accidentally actually watched was
1: very good one. no 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 that's no that's a pet cemetery situation if you ever get a chance and you don't have to listen to me at all, but if you decide to just take me up, watch The Shining. I might. We'll it's see. It's one of it's one of the best it's one of the best horror movies and psychological movies you will ever watch. Ever watch.
0: I'll have to I might. Good. I might. It's
1: yeah. I will say though, recently,
0: yeah. I think one of my, so my all-time favorite scary movie ever is a tie between the House of Wax and Annieville Horror. Mm. I love both of those movies, but there is a movie yeah. on Netflix that recently came out. I think it was like eight months ago and it's called Eli. And I'm only, I'm not going to tell you anything about it, but all I'm saying is it's probably one of the best psychological thriller, like horror movies that I've seen in a really long mm-hmm. time. So I think that you should go check it out.
1: Yeah. I'll go. What is it on? Uh, Netflix. It's called Eli. Netflix. E L Y E L I E L I. Okay, yeah, I'll look. I'll look into it because I, I don't mind. I, did you ever see the others? Yeah, with, with uh, see that was very good. Uh-huh. That was psychological too, and that's that's what one of my MDEers said. New experiencer said, "She goes, what if we're their ghost?"
0: In oh yeah.
1: Or in the future. Yeah, yeah, yeah. See, and, 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 and that's us for them and they're that's them for us. See what I'm saying? So we could do a whole podcast if, if you, episode about scary. Oh, we could oh. totally do it. <laughs> <laughs> we could, people are like, okay, I thought this was about books. Why are we talking about movies?
0: <laughs> Listen, <laughs> people on my podcast people on this podcast are so used to me going off on tangents so that they're used to it at this point.
1: <laughs> okay. They're
0: used to it. Well, you know what? Uh,
1: poor Stevie, she's just gonna have to edit the whole thing. <laughs> it's gonna she's be like gonna a be okay.
0: Minute. I know. <laughs> yeah. It'll be all right. All right, so um, what is the weirdest thing that you've ever had to Google
1: for a book? How to skin an alligator. What the,
0: oh my God, I love
1: (laughs) it. What? Yeah. That's that's the best answer we have got thus far. That's the best answer. (laughs) Well, you know, it's not fun. It's not easy and it's not fun to watch, but- Oh um, no, I I absolutely would never.
0: (laughs) My Ever. first two
1: books are with CD. My well, first two books are with CD Hussey, Fear and Hussey on one book. We got made fun of all the time, but that's her real last name. And Fear is my real last name, by the way. People think, oh, you're very normal. What a clever way to say, fear. you know, nope, that's my real last name. I just was marketing myself before I even knew it. I but, love um, that. No, we were writing um, The Air House and Bayou Grizé, And it was for Bayou Grizé And they're both out of New Orleans, these books. And two brothers own a voodoo shop. One book is about one brother. One, the other book is about the other brother. And they're sexy and fun and lovely and juicy and all the good things. But um, they're in the bayou. And there's an alligator. And there's swamp people in the alligator. That's what they call them there. And they were getting an alligator for a big fish fry. Ew, and i had to describe it yeah Uh uh-huh no thank you (laughs) my husband
0: gets it all the time because like i won't even bat an eye like watching a movie like saw and like watching people get like ripped apart by a chainsaw don't even bat an eye but you kill an animal in front of me and i'm like oh my god you inhumane creature (laughs)
1: <laughs> oh yeah no i totally get it and you know it's funny you say that because i'm like that with movies too it doesn't bother me but if i were to watch like the real er couldn't watch that because i know that's real mm, yeah
0: i mean i i love anything honestly that gets my heart racing but honestly scary movies don't even do that for me anymore i just watch them to you know Fill the void. <laughs> okay. I really,
1: I really want you to. I really want you to do me a favor. One year, one time, and watch uh the Shining. I really think. It's Ugh, cool. I might. It's very unexpected. It's very unexpected. You don't really. It's very psychological, and that's my favorite. I might. I don't know. You just don't know think. what's going to happen. It's just, and then we can discuss it on my. Oh, we could do that. We can discuss it on my podcast. You have to do it, and then we discuss it. Oh my God! That's don't tempt me. See, that. It's a day it's a date, baby. We can do it. Uh, all right. So, all right. Moving
0: forward, we're going to shift to reading questions. Sorry. You're fine. No, you're fine. You're fine. You're fine. Um, I'm just trying to, I'm trying to get out of this without having a freak. I'm like, oh my God, I'm going to have to watch it now because I want to go back on the podcast. Uh, all right. So reading questions. What book has your all-time favorite cover? It could be one of your own or like one that you enjoy.
1: It's one of my own. It's great Watchman, in the first book. That's my favorite cover. I love that that cover. cover. I put a lot of, yeah. Yeah, I loved it. I absolutely, I have the best cover artist. Her name is Michelle Warren. She goes by Michelle Priest when she does covers because that's her professional name. And she's also an author and she's fantastic. And she's done all, every one of my book covers, every single one, except for the one with um, Easy Fix with uh, Kristen Proby's Lady Boss Press. Um, And I, have her redoing peripheral for me, which she did that one for me, that cover for me, too, Um, but we released it through a small press, and they didn't do the justice I would like for it to do, and they really weren't paying a ton of attention to it, which is fine, but I can do more for it, so yeah. they let me have the rights back, and I'm so happy. And, and there's no shade on them; it's just they were very—they really didn't know what they were getting themselves into, and that's okay. that's yeah. fine. Um, they gave it back to me, and now I'm going to redistribute it, add a few things more that I think it needs, and put it back out. So, yes, it, it, but definitely Graveyard Watchman. Unless Michelle pulls something new out for uh, the new book, and I'm—I'm I'm going to name it. It's going to be about mythology. I had to change everything up. None of my books are the same. Yeah, none of them first two books are out in New Orleans and they're about voodoo. Uh, the second book that I, or the, the third book I wrote was, uh, a solo about a haunted house. The next three books were about angels and demons. Mm-hmm. The, um, last book I did was back in New Orleans. Cause that's just where that actual book had to be for it to be in that genre where they chose me to be. Yeah. Um, that, that was about a witch. So I don't do the same. And now uh Apollo's son that's the name of the book it's going to be called Apollo's son and it's about Asclepius who is the son of Apollo but I thought I'd do a little thing on words there um and his, he goes by Ascot and he's hot and he's uh, a demigod
0: I'm here for it I'm here for
1: it yeah sign me up. and he's in yeah he and he meets a girl and he's in it's in real time sign me up I'm here for that so, I'm here for it yeah
0: all right I gotta so- say
1: uh it's good go ahead. I'm
0: excited. I can't wait to read it. Uh, so what attracts you to a book? Is it like the cover, the blurb, a recommendation from others? What is it?
1: The title? The cover. I mean, it, it really is. I mean, a, a lot of it has to do with cover because if, if I see a really well done cover, I know the book is probably going to be good because they spent the money on the cover. Yeah. Agreed. 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 You know? Yeah. Yeah. And and, and, that, and that may not be the best way to do it, but I just, uh, you know, a writer knows yeah we know what goes into it we We want the entire packaging to be good oh yeah oh yeah yeah. so but i mean there
0: have been a few books like few gems i've read where i'm like god if you only had a better cover yeah (sighs) no i I, i'm I'm like oh if you only had a better cover you know like this book would be so much more popular but it's like how do you tell somebody that oh yeah (laughs) like you know
1: well yeah exactly exactly
0: So um, what are some of your favorite authors to read?
1: Well, of course, you know, the first one, Stephen King. I love Diana Gabaldon, uh, Outlander. Love her. Oh, yeah. I I love, love, love Taryn Fisher, love Colleen Hoover, love uh, Lauren Rowe, uh, love Kristen Proby, Kristen Ashley. Um, Gosh, there's so many. Yeah, all of those. Um, Amy Harmon, Mm -hmm. Um, all of those. Uh, yes they're so good <laughs> all of this and a lot of those people oh and I love uh gosh um oh my gosh she's, she's one of my favorites and what am I doing I can't think of her name she, she'll come to me on the island Tracy Garvis Graves. uh I love her
0: too good list I like that list Yes. I also yes. Enjoy, like most I enjoy like almost all of those authors as well I think do you um do you read like dark romance yeah, yeah, I'll read, I'll read Dark Romance. You Absolutely. totally, it doesn't bother to, me. You totally have to check out Penelope Douglas.
1: You know, you're the second person to tell me that in the last probably six months. So She's I need to, I need to check life. her out. She's mm-hmm. the love of my life. You, <laughs> like, I love her.
0: Any, like, literally, she could post, like, a picture of, like, literal dog shit on the internet, and I'd buy it. <laughs> <laughs> i am not joking i love her books i love the way she writes uh she's phenomenal uh and you have to read her devil's night series it's like one of my favorite series it's so good so you have to check that out and then okay yeah i will vf mason i don't think gets enough attention i love her she writes dark psychological like thriller kind of vibes um -hmm. uh, so those are good and then I'm gonna give you this recommendation and you're gonna love this chick you need to read her like read her before you read Penelope Douglas okay her name is Trisha Wolf okay and she's writing all these people down okay her name is Trisha Wolf and she has a book uh called Born Darkly and then the second one's called Born Madly and that'll give you a pretty good rendition of if you're gonna like her but basically the hero is a psychopath like a serial killer
1: oh and the
0: girl see, I is his love therapist. That. well she's not really a therapist see, she's, a, she's kind of like a well she is she's a behavioral therapist for like serial killers like she interviews them to like find out why they do the things they do and then she it's such a phenomenal psychological thriller romance and i cannot recommend it enough you have to check it out
1: yeah. That forbidden love that you're like, well, how am I falling in love with, you know, this guy? But, yeah. But it's like, you know.
0: I kind of like, it's like, Oh God, I, I'm making excuses for this man. Yeah. So <laughs> Right. I, well, it, yeah. So, so go ahead. It's really good. You're going to have to check it out. So we are Absolutely. finally, we are at the, uh, my favorite portion of the podcast, which is trope questions. Okay. Really, I love these questions. Um, however it is our last okay. section, but, um, I'm super excited to hear your answer. So what is your favorite trope to write and why? And all, on all blah, 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 And you can be as specific or as non-specific about the trope as you
1: would like. You know, I never thought about it. I mean, of course, I love to write paranormal romance. Mm-hmm. Um, I, can't, I can't write without a paranormal element. So it, it's, it's, it's got to be what I write now. It's truly what I do right now. It's just right. the way it is, you know? Yeah. yeah.
0: All right. So what is one trope you would eventually like to write in the future?
1: I'd like to branch out in, into more fantasy, oh, maybe, yeah. with that with that paranormal element. But also, as you know, just by reading Gregor Watchman, I don't... There was a possession in Graveyard Watchmen, which I loved. And I loved writing that character and I love that dark element. So keeping it with fantasy or paranormal, but keeping it kind of dark in some spaces, not everything's dark, 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 but pulling that in and kind of, kind of making the audience or the reader go, what, wait, what, (laughs) you know what I mean? I love that part where I can kind of scare you a little bit, but bring you back and you're okay again, because Dominic's there and he's going to help and he's going to save everybody. (laughs)
0: <laughs> yeah exactly like he's there it's fine we're fine everything is okay we're good
1: everything's fine yeah
0: i would be excited i would be interested to see what you would do with some fantasy i would definitely 100% read it so i'm here for it if you ever do yeah. it or even or,
1: or even dystopian i like that kind oh, of. me too. too me too I yeah me too. yes um well we're, right, so. we're pretty much living in a dystopian right now so pretty okay. much We're headed towards, anyways, so what is
0: one trope you'll never write, and why?
1: Ah, good question, I don't know, um, just romance, but but contemporary romance, just that, like, yeah, it's just, it's, you know, I I can't just do it without some kind of other dark element to it, I just, I get it, you know what I mean? Yeah, I, I can't, I, I have to have, I have to have that that factor in there. I have to have that element. And don't be wrong. I am such a fan of so many different romance. They're doing a good job. They don't need me doing it. You know, <laughs> I'm the one that's going to pull in the dark crap. You know, they're doing a yeah. good job on their own. They don't need any more help, right?
0: <laughs> yeah. So, and I mean, I, I feel similar. I feel similarly. I don't think I could ever write, because I do have a contemporary romance series, but it's very like sad and dark and twisty. So I don't think I could ever write just a mm-hmm. regular old rom-com. Like, oh God. I could never, I, the talent. Well, no, and that's,
1: that's the truth. I don't think I have the talent. I mean, I think, I think we can both pull out of humor when we need to, but yeah. it would, it, yeah. An entire rom-com? It's, no,
0: so talented to be able to do that. And that's just not my jam.
1: It's not my jam and it's, and I wouldn't be, I wouldn't be good at it. Oh yeah, same though. I so, would be awful. Yeah, 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 <laughs> yeah.
0: <laughs> All right. So our yeah. last question, our, I keep saying it as in like plural, as in Stevie's here. <laughs> He's here in spirit. All right. So. My last question for you is: If you were in a book, what trope would you want for your
1: story? Oh, um, kind of the same thing I keep talking about. You know, I mean the psychological, the the paranormal, the, yeah. the you know, or the or the dystopian kind of end of the world kind of thing, and you know, it's the that, I, and that may be something. that, Yeah absolutely i mean it's just one of those things where the sky's the limit and the good thing about writing paranormal it's your own world so yep. you can make up the rules as it goes
0: absolutely and, and nobody
1: and nobody can say well just like with stephanie meyer she wrote about a vampire who can walk around during the day and sparkles in the sunshine i mean and that's not how it only goes yeah, but exactly but she, she made can make up her own. own world and that's what i love about what i write and you know whether it's you know paranormal or and or paranormal that might become a dystopian or might become a fantasy it's still going to be your own world
0: yeah exactly and I think that that's what makes it fun is you get to play around with
1: it a little bit more and who doesn't want that yeah because nobody can say no that doesn't work just like in uh midnight Mass, they mm-hmm. did things that they there were things that they could do that that weren't of the rule that normal people could do if you knew what they were Mm-hmm. right yes. but there were other things they couldn't do and it was just a it was that age-old thing of nope can't do that so I love that I love the fact that you can make up your own world yeah
0: I will have to agree with you on that so Leslie that is our <laughs> last question for you um you've been phenomenal and I want to thank you so much for joining you know the podcast and I also want to thank you for, thank you for interviewing me. me um
1: on your podcast oh you're coming back on I'm going to have
0: to. So I, I literally adore you. You've been amazing. I'm going to leave you a few minutes here to talk to our listeners and let them know where to find you podcast wise and book wise. And um, any information you want to tell them the floor is yours.
1: Okay. Thank you. Um, all of my books are available on Amazon under just Leslie here. It's very easy to find. You just type in my name, Leslie, and then fear F-E-A-R. It's very easy. You'll find all of my books Uh uh, there. Some of the other books are distributed in other places, but mostly on Amazon, so go there. Um, I have an Instagram and a TikTok, obviously, because I'm on it way too much. Um, I'm under Leslie Fear on Instagram, and I'm under author Leslie Fear on, on TikTok, and um, I also have a link tree that has everything, um, so if you like, find me there, you can find all of my books in my bio there and, and vice versa. And uh, my podcast is called Because I Want to Know, and it's W-A-N-N-A, Because I Want to Know, and it's been on Apple and Spotify or wherever you listen to podcasts.
0: All right. Well, thank you again so much for joining us, and uh, we hope to chat with you again soon.
1: Thank you, girl. It's been wonderful, and you were absolutely a delight as well, and I appreciate you having me on your show.